0: Well, if you're joining us for the first time, maybe today, maybe you're not from around here, I'm so glad that you've uh, decided to come. Maybe you're with family. And uh, if you have uh, been following along with us through the month of December, we've been in a series uh, called, Do You See What I See? And, uh, you know, Christmas, the Christmas story is so familiar to so many of us that oftentimes we read it so much that we miss some of those really special nuances that God has written in this story, and so in this in the course of this series we've been trying to see the Christmas story from the perspective of different characters throughout the Bible and so we talked the first week about the Christmas story from the perspective of the shepherds and what they saw that night and the next week we talked about the perspective of Mary and Joseph and what they saw and how Mary chose to trust in what God had said in the midst of a difficult season in her life and then last week we talked about the Magi and Christmas from the perspective of the wise men and how they followed a sign to a person of Jesus. But tonight, I want to talk about not what people on earth saw, but I want to talk about what heaven saw the night that Jesus came to earth. And I can, can I tell you what heaven saw right up front? I'm going to give it to you in the very beginning. Heaven saw this. Heaven saw you. The night that Jesus was born, heaven saw you. This is what God wants you to know this Christmas, that God sees you, that God knows where you're at in life, that he knows the struggle, he knows the pain, he knows the highs and lows of your life, he sees you. You may be facing some challenges in your life right now, and perhaps you're thinking, it sure doesn't feel like God sees me. Maybe this is the first Christmas without someone that you love. Does God see your sadness? Yes, he does. He sees the sadness. He grieves with you. Perhaps this Christmas, your kids are sharing the holiday with two homes. Does God see the pain of divorce? Yes, God sees the pain of divorce. He sees you. Maybe you're in a financial struggle and, and you're feeling ashamed because you can't afford to buy everyone gifts this year. And Does God see you in the struggle? Does he see you in the hurt? Does he see you in the disappointment? Yes, God sees you. God wants you to know he sees you this Christmas. And if you're wondering if God sees you and you struggle with, with that fact, that knowledge, that God knows you're, where you're at, then you're not alone. In the Bible, we see that God often spoke uh, to prophets and to judges uh, to deliver his messages to people. And, and when Israel was delivered from Egypt, God spoke to Moses, and he gave him the Ten Commandments to lead his people. And his presence went with the people in the Ark of the Covenant as they walked through the desert. And when the people entered the Promised Land, he spoke to Joshua, and gave him directions for how to take the land. When Babylon took the people of God into exile, God spoke to the prophet Jeremiah to instruct them on how to live in exile. And ever since God chose Israel to be his people, he had been leading them with his voice. He had been guiding them along every step of the way through, through prophets and judges because he saw his people and he was leading them until one day, One day, the prophet Malachi delivered the last words that God would speak for 400 years. And the last words in the Old Testament is Malachi 4, 5 through 6. It says, See, I will send the prophet Elijah to you before the great and dreadful day of the Lord. He will turn the hearts of the parents to their children, and the hearts of the children to their parents, or else I will come and strike the land with total destruction. And with that last word, God stopped speaking for 400 years the next time the lord would speak was to tell the parents of john the baptist that they would have a child who would make ready the way of the messiah in the spirit and power of elijah and he would turn the hearts of parents to their children and the hearts of children to their parents but before those words were spoken there were 400 years of trouble the people of god came back from, from exile only be, to be taken only to be conquered years later by Alexander the Great and then followed by the Egyptians then the Syrians moved in and attacked Jerusalem and finally Rome oppressed the people of God and the people thought that God had abandoned them for 400 years they didn't hear a word from the Lord they thought that God had abandoned them and their questions were does God really see me does he really see the pain? Does he, really, does he really love us? Are we really his children? He has called us his own, but we haven't heard God. We don't know where he's at. Does God see me? Does heaven see me? The people had the law. They had the Old Testament, God's written word to, to follow. But instead of obeying God's law... they came up with their own ideas. And the people, they filled the silence with human solutions to their problems. They attempted to develop political platforms. And they were divided into groups of Pharisees and Sadducees and ASEANs and Zealots. And they were intolerant of each other. They were intolerant of each other. And they despised people who didn't agree with their ideas. And the Pharisees, they twisted the word of God. And they created laws that spiritually burdened other people. The zealots, they formed militias and attempted to revolt against Rome, thinking that they could overthrow their oppressors, that they could come in with a sword and overthrow the Roman Empire so that Israel could be free. See, what people were experiencing in the days of Jesus' birth were not unlike some of the things that we experience today. We've experienced political tension in the last couple of years we experience hostility we experience racism there has been so many things in the last couple years that that causes some of us maybe to question if God is so good if he loves us then why is all these things happening God do you really see us do you really care about us do you really understand what we're going through God do you know what's happening but then Jesus comes on the scene The night that Jesus was born, it was the answer to the prayers of the people that they had for years and years and years. Does God really see me? The answer was in Jesus. Yes, heaven sees you. Heaven sees you. God saw the pain of his people. He saw the sadness. He saw the shame. And God's response was to send his one and only son. Why? Why send Jesus? Why send God's son To earth? Was Jesus' mission, what was Jesus' mission? Was it to overthrow Rome and remove oppression? Was it to bring clarity to various political groups? Oftentimes we think that Jesus is on our side and he's not on their side. And so we, we demonize another group of people thinking that, that Jesus agrees with my ideas. He agrees with all of my, my, my stances. He agrees with everything that I am for. And he's against the people that I'm against. But what was Jesus' mission, mission? Was it to remove the struggle and to get rid of the pain? Listen to what the angel told Joseph about the mission of Jesus. Matthew chapter 1, verses 20 and 21 Says this, Joseph, son of David. This is what the angel spoke to Joseph. Do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you're to give him the name Jesus. And here's the mission of Jesus because he will save people from their sins. The mission of Jesus to come onto earth was to save people from their sins, it wasn't to remove the struggle. It wasn't to remove oppression. It wasn't to remove the pain. It was to get rid of sin. Now one day when Jesus returns, we will be rid of pain and we will be rid of struggle once and for all. When every tear will be wiped from our eyes when we're reunited with Jesus. But until that day, Jesus came to remove sin from our life. Heaven saw you and he sent Jesus to save you, not from the struggle, but from sin. Sin is disobedience to what is good and what separates us from God. And Jesus came to remove the thing that separated us from intimacy with Father God. Jesus is the answer. Perhaps you are in the midst of a difficult decision and you don't know what to do right now. Did you know that Jesus is your wonderful counselor? And he can help guide you. He has the best plan for your life. Maybe you need a miracle. It might be a financial miracle. It might be a physical miracle. And the solution seems impossible. Jesus wants you to know that he is the mighty God who makes a way where there is no way. Perhaps you feel alone and insecure. You feel unequipped for what is before you. And maybe you've felt abandoned by those you thought loved you. Jesus, he's your everlasting father. He will comfort and provide for you. Maybe you've been experiencing fear and anxiety and depression and Jesus is your prince of peace. He came to calm the storm inside of you. Whatever you're going through, Jesus is the answer. Jesus, God sent his one and only son because Jesus is the solution to all of the problems that we face in life. He will provide the peace. He will provide a way. He will make a way where there is no way. Jesus was Emmanuel. He was God with us. And he made a way for us to be close with God. Now, This is incredible news, church. This is the story of Christmas right here, that Jesus came. God stepped off his throne in heaven to be born as a baby just to be with you, to provide intimacy with you and Father God. The God who created the universe wants us to deeply know him. Do you know who was praising God the loudest on that day, on that night that Jesus was born? Who was praising God the loudest? It wasn't the shepherds in the field It wasn't Mary and Joseph, although everybody was praising God that night. It wasn't the Magi. Who was praising heaven the loudest that night? It was heaven. Heaven was praising the loudest. They were the most excited. God was the most excited about the fact that finally he could have a relationship with his people. He could be with you. He could have you know him. You could have intimacy with God. No one was more excited than Father God. No one was more excited than heaven. It was heaven that was the loudest. In Luke chapter two, it says this. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Nobody was more excited than God to finally have a way to get close to you. Thousands and thousands of angels began giving glory to God and declaring that peace has, had finally come to earth. So church, tonight, I want to respond the way that heaven responded. I want to respond with praise, respond with worship to the fact that God, Jesus, had made a way for us to know the Father he had made a way for us to have intimacy with God Jesus came to take away sin and the greatest reminder that we have of this is the act of communion it's this gift that God has given us but before we take communion I want to invite you to receive heaven's gift of a relationship with God you have your communion elements with you If you need one, you can just raise your hand and an usher can bring it to you. But we're going to take communion together. Before we do, I want everybody to bow your heads and close your eyes with me. Wherever you're at in life tonight, the thing that God wants you to know the most is that no one is more excited about knowing you, about having a relationship with you. No one is more excited than Jesus, than heaven, heaven rejoiced the loudest that night. And you may think God doesn't like you. You may think that you've wandered far away. You might think that that you've done too many things, that God can never forgive you, but God wants you to know that he rejoices over the fact that he can know you. And it doesn't matter what you've done. The night that Jesus was betrayed, he shared a meal with his disciples and he said to do this in remembrance of him, this act of communion. And when he broke the bread... He looked at his disciples and he said, this bread that you hold in your hand, this is my body that is about to be broken for you. And Jesus broke his body on the cross so that your body could find healing. And the cup that he shared with his disciples, he said, this is my blood that's going to be poured out for you. This is the reason that Jesus came that Christmas, was to take away the sin of the world so that people can truly experience Emmanuel, God with us. Without the gift of his blood and his body on the cross, you cannot experience a relationship with God. It, it, you can't have God with us unless Jesus had done this act. And so, would you take the bread in your hand tonight, church? I think it's so special that we can, we can celebrate Christmas with communion and remembering the, in an act of praise and an act of worship, remembering the reason that Jesus came was to be with us, to remove sin so we can have a relationship with God. So take the bread in your hand, church. Jesus, we thank you for your body that was broken. We thank you, God, that you made a way where there was no way, that your body was broken so that ours could find healing. And Jesus, we share in that joy with you. We share in the relationship with you. We say yes to the gift of a relationship, the gift of Christmas in Jesus' name. Take the bread with me, church. Would you open up the cup? This is grape juice, but it represents the blood of Jesus. And Jesus said that it's because of this blood that was shed that we can have a relationship with god you know we try and we try and we try to do things on our own i've met so many people who say oh i i I, i'm a christian I, i know god because i do good things and on the day that i die peter's gonna let me in because he's gonna say you know what you did more good things than you did bad things but the reality is is that we can't earn it on our own grace is a gift salvation is a gift and you believe in jesus that's how you receive salvation You believe in Jesus and believe in the sacrifice of his blood, the gift of his blood. And so, Jesus, we thank you for the gift of your blood. Thank you, God, that you made a way where there was no way, and we receive this tonight with joy. Take this with me, church. I'm going to ask Mary to come up. And we're going to respond the way that heaven responded. Would you stand with me?